aliens and welcome back to Area 51 and a Half, where we talk about all things science fiction, fantasy, horror, and pop culture. I am your host, Spooky Uncle John. With me, as always, are my millennial falcons, Snyderman501, Nick Snyder, and Pyre Lily, uh, a.k.a. Ren the Techno Mage. I'll try that again. <laughs> Pyre Lily, a.k.a. Ren the Techno Mage. Uh, I apologize, aliens. I apologize, Millennial Falcons. I have strained my voice. That happens sometimes when you're an actor. Mm-hmm. I projected wrong. <laughs> and so now I've strained my voice. However, I don't have to worry about that project anymore. So uh, I can just rest my voice after this. Perfect. <laughs> well, how how was your holidays? Holidays were good. Um, I got a lot of stuff to paint. It was great. It is great. I am... I'm just putting the finishing finishing touches on my shark and bear right now, which for the listeners, this is a bear that has sharks for hands. It's it's fantastic. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see it because uh, it, it, it's it's special. It's it's special. Ren, what about you? Uh, I worked a lot. Yes. I work at a location that does a lot of uh, Christmas parties. Yes, so, I I. Uh, I played Bad Santa at one of them. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Uh, I think we put a picture of that up on the Facebook group, didn't we? I think so. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. I I had, as you guys know, aliens. This is this bit of a teaser for you. I once, about um, a while ago, many moons ago, a while ago, I I did the stage version of a Christmas Story. You know, the Red Rider BB gun. I played the old man. Like the old man, this Christmas, I have won a major award. Ooh. Oh, yes. Yes. Is it a leg lamp? It is not a leg lamp. It is <laughs> It is better than a leg lamp. It is. And we will be talking about that on the next podcast. And I want you... I'm just going to leave it there for the moment. Because if you want to find out what I am talking about, if you want to see my major award... Right after this podcast, Nick and I are going to be doing a, an unboxing video... And you will be able to see that on YouTube. Yep, that'll be up later this week. Before we get too far, Nick, remind our aliens how they can get a hold of us. You can find us on our socials. That's Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at the Area 51H. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube by searching for Area 51 and a half. And don't forget to check out our Patreon. Patreon. And don't forget to take. Sorry. And don't forget to check out our Patreon for some fun goodies and a shout out during the show. And with that, it is also time for Nick's Pop Culture Roundup. All right, before we get too far into it, we want to just congratulate Grey's Anatomy. They have hit the 20th season, or they're just getting ready to start their 20th season. Um, That's, I mean, uh, Grey's Anatomy has been a huge part of the pop culture landscape for the past, well, 20 years now. Um, so that and that that's a huge milestone. So congr- congratulations to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a long run. It I haven't is. watched it in a while, but yeah, that's I, I started, to keep plot lines going like that. Wow! Well, I started watching it back in the day when it first came on, and then I, as sometimes happens, you just drop things, you get busy, you get doing whatever, and I didn't even realize it was still on. So yeah. I mean, like, kudos to the fans for keeping that. Yeah, thing good going. for them. Just wow. Yeah. yeah, every so often I see a new season added to Netflix. I'm like, wow, it's still going. That's neat. Yeah. <laughs> um, Steven Yoon, uh, who we know from Walking Dead as Glenn, Mayhem, Invincible, uh, had to unfortunately step away from the role he was going to be playing in Marvel's 
Thunderbolts. Uh, that's due to a scheduling conflict caused by the strike that happened uh, last year. It's unfortunate. I don't know who he was going to be playing, but I'm... He still wants to be in the Marvel Universe, so hopefully a, another role will come up for him. But with his turn in Invincible, i kind of interested in seeing him play a live-action superhero. We'll have to keep an eye out for that. I hate you. <laughs> oh, no. I, I have to say, I must be the only person, because I read the graphic novels, that I was like rooting for Negan to waste Glenn. Because we know that... In the actual TV show, they sometimes switch things around, right? Like Carol, as an example, yeah. should have been dead a long time ago, right? If they were following the graphic novel. Yep. So I was sitting there going, no, no, don't. Oh, my God. You know, you, you kept this character alive just so that you could keep. And then he does the double whammy. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. And I'm it, like the only person that I think was thrilled that Glenn got killed. I... <laughs> It was such a, a visceral moment. It was so... I mean, it was Glenn. I was so sad. Yeah, of course. I was course, so upset. Of course. Steven Yeun did a really good job playing Glenn. Yeah, he did. Um, it's <laughs> it's going to be a killer year for Disney lawyers. Um, <laughs> so, Mickey Mouse, or at least a version of Mickey Mouse, has entered the public domain. Specifically and Steamboat Willie. Specifically Steamboat Willie. Now I've seen a few po a few projects come forth with this, a couple of horror movies, um, some video games, what have you. But everything I'm seeing online is a lot of people don't seem to understand what version, or that it's just one version of Mickey Mouse. Yeah, they yeah. think it's Mickey Mouse has entered the public domain, no. and I can see the Disney lawyers just sitting there, rubbing their hands. Going, we get to recoup some of the losses we had last year. I, I feel like the Disney lawyers are sitting in this room, a la the 1940s, like Oppenheimer, <laughs> with cigarettes and coffee going, okay, guys, hope you all had a good holiday because <sighs> Steamboat Willie's up there and we know, we just know. <laughs> you have a better uh, a better vision of them than I do. I'm just sitting there imagining them like the stonecutters. <laughs> yeah, we do. No, I, I don't. I don't see. I don't think they're they're gleeful about this. I think it's it's. Uh, oh, it's got to be a massive pain for yeah, them. Yeah, I would not want to be a Disney lawyer. No. I mean, I think it's fun being an Imagineer, <laughs> but I don't think it's fun being the lawyer. Well, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't mind being a Disney lawyer because I'm sure they get paid what they're worth. Uh, it's Disney. Are they really? They're lawyers. Oh. I can't wait to see a horror movie where they're on a steamboat. And Steamboat Willie is the bad guy. That, yeah, oh, that, that's a thing. It's, it's happening. <laughs> that's what? happening, yeah. Oh, there, 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 there is I'm a set. Steamboat Willie horror movie coming out, as well as a Steamboat uh, Willie horror video game coming out. Oh, I'm so sad. Oh, yeah. like Cuphead? I don't know if it's going to be in the Cuphead style. Uh, oh, might that be. Would be. That so, would make sense. Cuphead definitely I looks still like haven't Steamboat. seen Blood and Honey, and I want to see that. Oh, you need to see that. Oh, yeah. it, is, it is definitely... I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um... Moving on, last little tidbit. Uh, Kevin Dunn has left the WWE. Now, if you don't know who Kevin Dunn is, that that's perfectly fine. He's not a name that comes up on television. But if you've watched WWE television over the past 40 years, you've seen his work. Kevin Dunn is the was the WWE's television producer. 
and all the visual stuff, all the entrance stuff, all of that stuff was his, a lot of it was his brainchild that he worked with Vince McMahon. He's after the Endeavor buyout, he's out. He's in, he's in his late sixties. He's going to go retire. So that is literally, that's the, I think that's the last Vince McMahon guy to leave the company. And that is legitimately the end of an error. The end of an error or the end of an era? That is both. Or both. <laughs> that is legitimately the end of an era. Because, and honestly, I he left December 31st. And I watched WWE television this week. And I noticed not complete differences, but some subtle changes that made me go, I'm excited to see where the product is going now. Okay. Yeah. Be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be be very interesting because I mean there are generations and yeah. generations of wrestling fans. There's you know like the the Hogan era, which I'm from. There's like my dad's era of wrestling yeah. when it was still all just the different factions that just went around to different shows, right? Yeah. And then there's this the Attitude Era, which is where you were coming in. Yep. And then there's uh, you got the ruthless, ruthless aggression era, yeah, the PG yeah. era, yeah, the, all kinds of things. The Ripley yeah. era. The Ripley era. <laughs> we can only hope. Hashtag Ripley era. <laughs> Seriously, I'm I am a hundred percent sure that woman is the only reason you will watch this show with me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, aliens, that brings us to our main topic, and like we always like to do, sometimes in the new year, we like to talk about the movies that are coming out this year. So what we've done is we've compiled a list of the movies that we personally are most excited about and are anticipating. But before we get into that list, we did notice a few movies like The First Omen and Gladiator 2 that had me personally wondering, who's asking for this? Oh, I know who asked for Gladiator 2. <laughs> Ridley Scott. Well, at least it'll be well-directed. He's been trying to make this movie for, what, two decades yeah, now? Yeah, that, yeah. And no one cares like no i have never seen anybody ask for this well like seriously no one not even me i loved gladiator that was like my favorite movie of that year gladiator was a masterpiece i cannot imagine a sequel like like how would it stand up or even have the same wait for it emotional damage at least it looks like he's not going with his original idea of bringing Maximus back from the dead. No, here we see the distant relative named Gluteus Maximus embroiled in a battle of spirit and wills against Emperor Sacroiliac for their right to be free and return to his lady love, Petunia Snellgrove, or something like that. Like, I don't know what story they're going to weave. Practically writes itself. <laughs> and it's a musical. Oh my god. <laughs> Now, I, I, I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to throw this bone out there. The fact that Ridley Scott is behind it means it will be well done. I can't think of anything he's done that I that hasn't been well done. Even, That's fair. Even if it's the script isn't good, it's still well done. So, will I check it out? I guess I'll have to wait for the trailers. Denzel's in it. Well, a good cast. Yeah. Right. Right off the bat, don't even have to mention anyone else. Denzel is in it. And Derek, Boom. Derek Jacoby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, one thing I will say about the first Omen, Bill Nye's in it. Yeah. Bill, Bill Nye, not Bill Nye. Just, just to, con just, 
From <laughs> Bill Nye, the Omen guy. Oh, Bill no. Nye. <laughs> We're dropping some science and some religion. <laughs> Woo! That's illegal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Please don't kill me. Please. Or do is fine. No, don't. So here, here's the problem. Again, it's the same problem that I have with Gladiator, right? First of all, we're like years out of these things, right? Mm -hmm. So the first Omen with Gregory Peck and was a masterpiece. It's a classic horror movie. Mm -hmm. And then they made a pretty decent trilogy, mm -hmm. you know, ending with Sam Neill as the grown-up Damien. Um, these are great horror movies. None of them stand up quite to the way the original does. They did the remake, which you and I went to see because it came out on Devil's Day back yep. in the day. 666. And it was a fun time. We, Do you remember what we, we did? We Statler and Waldorf that movie. We, well, we actually made the audience laugh at one point. Yeah, we did because uh, here, here, here's what happened. Okay, so first of all, Nick and I had this barbecue, right? And we invited some friends and some girls and whatever, and we had we had a great time. We had like pins, we had buttons, we had Oh we, we dressed in black. We made it an event. Yeah, like we did uh we did this devil's um buffet where we had like steaks and we had like uh I can't even remember it was a red drink of some kind to simulate blood or whatever, but like we went all out and just It had, was a fun night. Yeah, just had the best time. Devil's food cake for, for dessert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um so there is this moment where um Liv Schreiber is in the Gregory Peck role. And he says, Damien's not going to hurt you. And I couldn't resist saying it. I, I, It just came out of me. I just went, I just did a Dr. Phil from, from scary movies. I just went, bulls. <laughs> and, and the, the audience, audience died. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not one for talk, for talking during the, during a movie. But like we could not stop with this movie, and honestly, the audience was getting more of a, a, a entertainment out because it's not a great remake. It and, was, and, but it, it's not a bad remake either. I mean, I'm going to defend it in the fact that I would watch it again. It's actually pretty good. You know, you actually forgot one of the movies. There, there there's a movie after the Sam Neill one with a girl. Oh, I didn't even. You, yeah, you're it, right. It's, it's, it's totally forgotten about. And it probably should I, be. I think I actually have it. I have a box set of all of the Omen films. I think. All right, we'll give that turkey a watch. <laughs> but I mean, I to me, this is. I don't know. Is it? I think it's Warner Brothers. At that point. Oh, I don't. I, it's know. somebody is milking this cow, and it's like, you know. You know what they did? They looked at the fact that. They did. Uh, they were doing a not even looking at the success of it, but just the, the fact that they did an Exorcist, and someone went, "Oh yeah, we can do that too with the Omen." It's kind. It's kind of like with Star Wars, when Star Wars became such a hit, and then you saw all the science fiction yeah, blot that came out, the stars and Paramount out. went, "Do we have something?" Oh yeah, we have Star Trek, but that's a good property. Yes. Now, outside of the Omen, which was a book, the original Omen, you don't have a good property. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I I agree with that. Cause like, yeah. They also have that uh, comedy movie about the kid who's the the, the antichrist. antichrist. Yeah, uh, with um, oh yeah, the one on Netflix. Yeah, we, we I need to watch that at some but point. But like that one came out, and you said that it would be more entertaining if I ever saw the Omen because oh, that yeah. would make yeah. a lot more sense. But like they have that now, so they're probably like, ooh, let's uh, pick on that a little bit. And yeah. 
Yeah, it just garnered up interest, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing, like, you, you, younger aliens watch older movies, so you get all these references. I remember when we were doing Beyond Therapy, I directed Nick in Beyond Therapy, and there was this point where they were talking about Equus, and everyone said, what is Equus? Well, Equus is this stage play, it's a film, um, Harry Potter showed, showed his Hogwarts in a production of it, but the whole thing is, when I watched Equus, and then I went back to rehearsal, I was killing myself laughing. And they would say, okay, why is that funny? So then I explained the whole thing and then, you know, became much more funny. That's one thing that I've noticed with, like, I'm going back and I'm still very new to horror movies. I'm going back and watching the older stuff. So, like, I watched Scream, the first one, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, you just referred to Scream as older stuff and that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just killing everybody today. Um, so anyway, I watched Scream. I just turned into dust. <laughs> I watched Scream, and I'm like, oh, they're just hitting all the 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 tropes and all the stereotypes, mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, but those weren't stereotypes at that point. No, and like, no. you go back to watch Jason, like the first Jason movie, and it's like. Oh, look at all those. Oh, right. Created, the final yeah. girl was created yeah. with these John movies. Carpenter really created a lot of those tropes with yeah. Halloween. And part of me is like, I don't like, I'll go back and watch Jason, for example, and just be like, oh, this isn't really scary. Yeah. But it's at the time, though, or was it um, Poltergeist? I went yeah. back and watched Poltergeist. I'm like, this is not scary at all. This yeah. is. But I was like, oh, wait, but. At the time, they didn't know, and they didn't have the effects, and like and you, and we didn't have the technology like we have now. We didn't exactly, have... and to see to see a kid say they're here, like now everybody yeah. knows, like okay, that's what that means. But at that time, that was the first time. Well, so I mean, the television went off; it wasn't twenty four seven. Yeah, and yeah. That's the thing. It's like I can relate to that because I lived in yeah, turning I, I, into dust. But oh going back God. and learning the history yeah. is. I mean, I'm a huge history nerd, but going back and learning the history is really important because it makes more sense for the newer movies. Yeah, and that's one of the conversations I had when I met PJ Souls at Niagara Falls. Uh, uh, Comic-Con? Well, no. Oh, no, Fright, uh, Fright, Fright, Fright Mare in the Falls. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, like, I was really heartbroken when Linda died because two things. One, as you watch it, you realize, oh, my God, character-wise, she doesn't know it's Michael Myers. She thinks it's Bob. She thinks it's her boyfriend. Like, her boyfriend is, like, strangling oh. her with the cord, right? But also, the fact is, like, I was heartbroken with Linda because I liked Linda, right? And the whole thing is, back then, these tropes didn't exist. You didn't know that the friends existed just to get killed. Yeah. yeah. There, there was no final girl. That hadn't been established yet. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a, so, yeah, now I go back and say, oh, it's so cheesy. But I have to be like, oh, wait, they, yeah, anyway. And I'm just going to paraphrase Tom Savini, of all people, um, referring to older movies that you may have not seen. Remember, if you haven't seen it, it's new. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not issuing spoiler alerts for movies that are 40 years old. No so. kidding, no kidding. <laughs> but speaking of movies, that is our main topic, as we said. So we're now going to go through some of the lists of the movies that we are really looking forward to. I'm going to kick it off with... Nosferatu from Robert Eggers. Oh, I thought you said new movies. Well, it's a, it's a remake, <laughs> if you will. Um, it's Nosferatu's been remade 
couple oh, times. Oh, yeah. A couple times. Um, um, Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog, yeah. Is with, uh, one Klaus of Kinski. the better remakes. I mean, that is a that is a gorgeous movie to look mm-hmm. at. Um, but uh, Robert Eggers has directed The Northman, The Witch, The Lighthouse, so he's skilled in in this kind of folklorish horror. It's going to star Bill Skarsgård as Count Orlock. Which I Ooh. cannot wait for. Yeah. Bill Skarsgård can be terrifying when he chooses to be. If you've seen it, you know. Yeah, I was kind of hoping Willem Dafoe was playing Count Orlock, but he's playing Professor Albin Eberhardt von Franz. Now, you know, that sounds like something out of a Mel Brooks movie. It, it really, really does. I, I'm assuming that is our Van Helsing character, which is fine. Yeah. And um, uh, Lily Rose Depp is Ellen Hooter or Hutter. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going with Hutter. On I'm going to go with Hutter as well. Um, but, it, you know, it's that gothic tale of obsession between a haunted young woman and the terrifying vampire infatuated with her, causing untold horror in its wake. Now, I don't know what he's going to do different from this because, I mean, the black and white silent film is the upper echelon from this. Werner Herzog did amazing. It's a completely different story. But at the end of the day, it's Dracula. <laughs> it's also Robert Eggers. Yeah. This guy, uh, between... Okay, my opinions on The Witch aside, I need to rewatch that. But The Lighthouse and The Northman are fantastic, if not slightly mystifying films. Wait, did you not like The Witch? We've, we've had this conversation several times. You haven't rewatched it since I then? I haven't rewatched it since Get then. Get out. I re- I watched, You're fired. <laughs> I, I watched it wrong. As, you watched it wrong. Yeah. Everyone who doesn't like The Witch has watched it wrong. Um, But yeah, like, The, the Northmen uh, with Stellan Skarsgård and... Uh, the, was it Stellan's? What's the name of the older brother? Ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> the one, the one from True Blood, um, uh, and the Lighthouse with uh, Alex, Alexander and Alexander Skarsgård. Thank you. Stellan's the Stellan's the dad. Is he collecting? The, it seems. The, I think Robert Eggers is. Uh, he's collecting, collecting the Skarsgård. Oh my yeah. gosh! He's looking for like, a full set. Good yeah. job. It's like Pokemon, gotta catch them all. <laughs> uh, the Lighthouse is a. I mean, it's a it's it's a wild film. It is really out there, so, but it's fantastic. I read this article because Nick and I watched The Lighthouse, and we were trying to figure out what it was about. <laughs> and so then I read this article where not even Robert Eggers knows what it's about. <laughs> that's amazing. It's about two hours. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. So Nosferatu releases on Christmas Day this year. So uh, yeah, festive. That, <laughs> very festive. You know why they do that, don't you? <laughs> For lonely people to go to the movies on no, Christmas Day? No, they do that because they want Oscar bait. Yeah, yeah, end of the year Oscar bait, I yeah. know. And this one will probably wind up with it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's two big seasons for movies. It's summer, kind of kicking off in the States with the Memorial Day weekend. And uh, Christmas. Yep. Those are the two big release dates. So, I mean, to me, this would have made more sense coming out, you know, around Halloween, but... Hell- Halloween October is stacked, so I understand why they didn't do that. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, they didn't do that no. this past year. Twenty twenty three was so weird. We it's saw. Like, Let's put out the haunted mansion in the summertime. What you didn't learn from your mistake with Hocus Pocus, like yeah, whatever. So our next film is Dune Part Two, Ooh. directed by Del- Dennis Villeneuve, who of course directed the first Dune, 
He also directed Blade 2049, Arrival. You mean in Sicar- Blade Runner 2049? Blade Runner, sorry. Blade Runner 2049, uh, Arrival in Sicario. He is a brilliant director. Yeah, he has a hell of a vision when it comes to directing. And I am so, so excited for this sequel now. And I'm excited that I'll get to go see it in theater because mm-hmm. we didn't get to see the first one in theater. No. And it's it's going to be fantastic. Uh, Timothy Chalamet returns as Paul uh, Atreus. Atre- Atreides. Atreides. Uh, did you uh, just get like your your voice and tongue and teeth this year? I, I, I went to the dentist uh, a couple weeks ago and learned that I am, in fact, tongue-tied. Oh. That's a thing. Ooh. So... That's neat. Anyway, um, so Timothy Chalamet just raked up the... Great thing to have when you're trying to do a podcast. Right? Absolutely fantastic. Right. So Timothy Chalamet just raked up money at the box office with Wonka, so that's that. it's going to be a good year for him. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Florence Pugh coming off of her turn in Oppenheimer as Princess Ireland Carino. I love, I love Florence Pugh. I know. Like she just kind of came onto the scene with a... Like, just a plum. Like, she's like, I'm taking Hollywood all the way from Britain. That's just all there is to it. Yeah. And, like, I've loved everything she's been in from Midsummer to Fighting With My Family to, um, like, she's just fantastic. She's she's a bit of a chameleon. Yeah. In oh, the, oh, the yeah. the fact that, like, yes, it's it's Florence Pugh. Every actor has their, their isms, you know? Like, if you're watching Anthony Hopkins as an example, you see Anthony Hopkins' isms, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but she is to me a little bit more like Johnny Depp and the fact that she really kind of morphs into these characters. Agreed completely. She's amazing. Uh, Zendaya is, is returning as Chani and they lead a huge cast rounded out by Rebecca Ferguson, Josh Brolin, Christopher Walken, uh, Dave Bautista, Javier Bardem, and so many more. Uh, the film also stars Austin Butler from Elvis in a role that is so far removed from Elvis. He's playing uh, Fayed Rotha. This is the role that was made famous by Sting in the 1984 film. So, and he looks, he, I, I honestly, when I saw him in makeup, I thought it was Bill, Bill Skarsgård that yeah. they cast. He looks frightening. There are a lot of powerhouse actors in here. Austin Butler is one to watch. Mm-hmm. I've seen him in a couple of things since Elvis because here's, here's what happens you watch a movie, the actor's not necessarily the star, they are like, maybe like the first supporting actor, maybe the second supporting actor, whatever, right? So you don't necessarily pay attention to them until they get their big yeah. role, right? So Austin Butler is one to watch. He is going to probably have that kind of legendary status yeah. if his career continues Which on the rise. It's looking like that. It's looking good. Anyway, you can see Timothy Chalamet ride giant worms on March 1st. Yeah, but before we leave, I just have to say that is there, like in Hollywood right now, is there any more beautiful a woman than Zendaya? She's gorgeous. She uh, she, like, she she reminds me of she she she's like Blake Lively in a way, in that she she kind of has this old Hollywood style about yeah, her. Yeah, like this she's and I'm not I'm not focusing on beauty. Please don't think I am. It's just that that is a fact. She she looks like a star. She, she looks like she a legitimate is superstar. Ethereal, like you. Yeah. Like she did a commercial. I can't even remember what the commercial was for. It might have been for water. I don't even know. But <laughs> but I'm just like, oh, there's Zendaya. And she just draws you in. Right. So she's got that going for her to begin with. And then then she brings out these nice performances. Yeah. 
Uh, she, yeah, she's a, she's incredibly talented. She looks like a star. Like she is the total package. Yeah. So our next film that we are looking forward to, me particularly, because I'm old enough, turning to dust, old enough to remember the original Planet of the Apes and the remake trilogy of the Planet of the Apes has been spectacular. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now, I am ex- extremely excited for this movie. I just wish they had done something different with the name because Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is just... It it doesn't roll off the tongue. Kingdom of the Apes would have been fine, but Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes just doesn't roll off my tongue-tied tongue very well. Or if it was like the Planet of the Apes... Kingdom. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't. I, I think part of that is the fact that when we left this version of the Planet of the Apes, we were getting into sort of the original, right? Where right. where they had, this is how the apes had the uprising. This is where it all came from. This is how it all started. Mm-hmm. And now that's the title. It's their planet now. It is it is their kingdom. So it was directed by Wes Ball, who did the, uh, the Maze Runner series, which is a fine series. So I'm sure he'll do well with this movie. Uh, stars Freya Allen as May. She plays Siri in The Witcher. She was in Gunpowder Milkshake. Uh, Kevin Durant, who I who's a character actor, I really like. Is playing Proximus Caesar. He was in Lost. He was in The Strand. He played Bob, uh, Blob in X Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, William H Macy's also in it, but his part isn't listed yet. So I'm I'm looking at this list of actors, and I'm wondering about Andy Serkis. He's not in it. He's not. No, he has nothing to do with this this movie. He's moved on from from Caesar and the Planet of the Apes. So Proximus Caesar is probably his son. I would think so. Yeah, I don't know how far in the future this movie takes place. Well, it it does make sense because um, see, Roddy McDowell was basically the Andy Circus of the yeah, original trilogy, and he played both father and son. Yeah, you know, uh, with I, I I don't have the title right on the tip of my tongue, but uh, yeah, but I mean, Planet of the Apes is just, it's one of those properties that they could have really botched, and they didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, they've done really, really well with it. I have loved every single movie so far. Um, Woody Harrelson in that last one was so good. Yeah, so, so we, good. we have the plot here. Many years after the reign of Caesar, a young ape goes on a journey that will lead him to the question. Everything... He's been taught about the past and makes choices that will define a future for apes and humans alike. Now, let's mention Peter Macon there for a minute. Peter Macon is, um, <laughs> that's interesting. Peter Macon, uh, he's, he's a character actor. Uh, if you've watched Orville, you know who he is. He's Bordis. But... On Internet Movie Database, his picture... Is him in an orangutan suit. So he doesn't even get a face picture. He just gets an orangutan. <laughs> and I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, oh, are they actually having like a live action, like a live orangutan in this movie? No, it's a guy in a costume. Yes, a just... live orangutan named Peter Macon. Yeah, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if I if I had a pet orangutan, I would give him the most mundane name. I would like name. I would have him like named Henry Smith or something. <laughs> The third. Henry Smith the third Esquire. <laughs> you know, it's 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 kind of amazing, like the transformations. Like one of the characters that has permeated pop culture more so than than the, the actual characters 
is Dr. Zayas. Yeah, right? Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. I mean, yeah. I really kind of hope that somewhere in there there's a Dr. Zayas, and maybe it's him because Dr. Zayas was an orangutan. Yeah, yeah, that's that's oh. a possibility. And the less we talk about my one of my, it hurts my heart, but the less we talk about the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes, the better. Uh, so Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes releases on May 24th, <laughs> along with a bunch of other movies, but more oh, later. Nick, I, I know you and I are looking forward to oh, this Oh, I can't wait to see this one. You want to tell them? Joker, Falia Du. Oh, yes. Again, directed by Todd Phillips. Now, I was looking through his, his resume, and I was really surprised. Todd Phillips, okay, he did the, the last one, fine, that's great, but he's, no, he's mostly known for comedy. He did Old School, The Hangover Movies, Starsky and Hutch. Oh, there's a few others on there. I'm just like, this is the guy that did Joker? Yeah. Holy crap. And before we get into it, speaking of Starsky and Hutch, David Soul passed away. He was in the original Starsky and Hutch television show. Um, he was in Salem's Lot and had the that hit song from uh, from back. It's a 70s song. It's cheesy as hell. But uh, it was on the show. Starsky and Hutch became a big radio hit. Uh, Don't Give Up on Us Baby or whatever the... The title of it is, but uh, yeah, sad to hear that he's passed away. But uh, Joker, Folly Ado, stars Walking Phoenix again as Arthur Fleck slash the Joker and Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. Now, I mean, Lady Gaga is amazing. And we've heard all sorts of things about this movie, like there's going to be musical numbers. And given Lady Gaga's involvement, that makes sense. But yeah. I'm really... Interesting scene where well, that goes. Because basically, Folly Adu is basically a shared mania. Yeah. You know, that's what it kind of translates into. So it's going to be interesting to see this kind of iteration of Harley Quinn because it's not going to be that typical Brooklyn accent, uh, you know, the whole pudding. The whole... It, it's so grounded in reality, like the first one was, you know, because mm-hmm. like wherever they filmed it, like that's a real city. You know, it's it's kind of like going back to the Dark Knight where they filmed it in Chicago. Yeah. You know, so Gotham is wherever it is. But I mean, like, there wasn't this reverence that we had for um, um, Dr. Wayne. You know, like it yeah. was he was a bit of a dink. And oh, yeah. And it's really kind of like that moment is so beautiful um, where Arthur is outside of. Wayne Manor and he's talking to a young Bruce Wayne and he's, you know, moving his mouth into that grimace and then mm-hmm. Alfred comes along and says, hey, get away, you bum. And, yeah. And takes uh, Bruce Bruce away. So, I mean, it's probably going to be dark. Um, I'm hoping it's as good as Joker, particularly since Joaquin Phoenix finally got an Oscar for playing that role. Yeah. As did um, um, Heath Ledger. Yeah, that's two Joker Oscars. Yeah. That's neat. So, I mean, uh, I'm really kind of looking forward to it. Like, the, the plot's a little under wraps right now. Like, it's it's kind of hidden from us. We don't know what it is. Yeah. But, uh, I, obviously, it's a sequel to the 2019 film Joker. So, I, I'm wondering, like, is Harley going to be Dr. Quinzel? You know, because he is he in Arkham? You know, is that is that the meeting? Is that are they going to go with that lore? That's going to be. I, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm hoping that it'll have like Harley Quinn, possibly with going 
from Doctor to Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the one thing that I didn't really like about the last Harley Quinn was how manic and, like, insane she was. Like, it just seemed too over the top, in my opinion. Um, Are you talking about Margot Robbie in the Suicide Squad? Yeah. It was too over the top. Like, the cartoon Harley Quinn has always been, like, goofy and have a certain level of it. But that one was, like, like the whole thing of, like, oh, I hear the voices. And it's, like, I maybe she's putting on a show. Like, I don't know. But I, I loved Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, actually. And I think that she gave a, a, a very nice new sort of cosplay look to Harley Quinn. I don't think the scripts were particularly good. Mm-hmm. But I think that she did a good job playing those, playing to that script. Um, We're probably going to see her back as Harley Quinn because uh, James Gunn has said that he wants to work with Margot Robbie again, right? And would like her to play, hopefully, Harley Quinn. Yeah, but those those ones are a little more comedic. They're a little more comicy. <clears throat> um, whereas Joker with Todd Phillips is just something else. Yeah, and. So I th- I think we're gonna see a much darker, especially with how Gaga is. Yeah. Like from what I know of her, just from her music and what she stands for, she's gonna do it. She's I, I'm thinking she might do Harley Quinn a little more toned down. Yeah, like still show the process and everything, but not gonna be as over the top, which is going to be yeah. nice because what a lot of people I find don't remember is that. Joker literally manipulated Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. he is not a good person, despite everybody saying, oh, it's an ideal couple. No, it's, it's like, not. No, it's... No. It is um, <laughs> but, toxic. So, I think, yeah, me <laughs> saying, since it's taking, like, a darker path, yeah. I think they're gonna hopefully, hopefully do that a little bit more. Young aliens, toxic relationships are not what you aspire to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, but yeah, I, it is definitely going to be darker for sure. It's going to be a little more, more realistic for sure. Uh, there is that, um, you can probably find it on the internet somewhere. Uh, there was a, sh- a shot of them while they were filming and it's, it's Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn sort of ascending these stairs where yeah. there's a crowd and there. Some people are like, yeah, Joker's a hero. And some people are like, boo, lock him away and keep him mm-hmm. up. And it's like, she's ascending these stairs to make this sort of grand protesting speech and it's like it's beautiful it's gonna have some like i think it'll have some iconic shots in there like yeah i mean the first one did too but holy crap um that speaking was... speaking of mean girls yeah so our next movie is the mean girls musical which comes out on january 17th later this month um it is directed by samantha jane and arturo perez jr who both directed dan miller and quarter life poetry they're young. I don't know much about them. I couldn't find a whole lot about them other than that. Um, but also stars Angori Rice as Katie Heron. She played uh, Betty Brandt in the Tom Holland Spider-Man films. Uh, Renee Rapp is... Regi- can you say the name? Because I can never Regina say... Regina George. Thank you. Uh, she is a singer-songwriter reprising her role from the Broadway show. Like we said, like the same <clears throat> Canada. Regina. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Regina Saskatchewan George. <laughs> Uh, B.B. Wood is Gretchen Wieners. Uh, I know her from the Troll Hunter series. She was also in Love, Victor. And it also sees the return of original cast members Tina Fey and Tim Meadows as Miss Norbury and, and Principal Duvall. And, of course, Tina Fey also wrote it because she wrote the original. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that that actually gives me a lot of hope in the fact that Tina Fey has 
is behind it and has written it because this always kind of gets to me with these sort of things. So it's like, I've often sat there and said, you know, um, no matter what the property is, some fool's going to turn it into a musical. You know, like we've seen, you know, Spider-Man the musical. Uh, we've seen like all these. There was even a Stephen King musical, Carrie, Carrie the musical. There opened and shut down the same day. There was, mind you, it was an off-Broadway production, but there was a musical of The Last Starfighter. Nice! All of the dogfighting scenes were done as interpretive dance. Nice! Yeah. I, you know, honestly, I'm not for musicals. Like, they, especially when it's a really good movie to begin with. Like, The Color Purple... Someone turned that into a musical on Broadway. Now that's been turned into a movie. I don't want to see that um, particularly because I love The Color Purple with Whoopi Goldberg and and uh, Oprah Winfrey. It's a fantastic masterpiece. I don't see what adding music to it brings to the table. I, I Now, mind this, you, I haven't seen it, so I can't judge. This musical has been nominated for so many awards. It's mm -hmm. literally just a... It's a film adaptation of the Broadway music. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that. That came out in 2018, I believe. Yeah. Was it 20? So, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah no, it's been out for a long yeah, okay. time. Yeah. yeah. But you have, you have to understand something. I I don't like musicals. The, the ones that I do like are, you know... The producers, for I, example. Well, not even the producers. I still prefer the Mel Brooks original movie to the... The musical. Um, I have done it. I've played Max Bialystok talk in the production of the producers. Um, but the ones I, I I do like Little Shop of Horrors. I do like Sweeney Todd. You know, yeah, yeah. there's certain ones that I do like. But overall, I'm I'm not a musical fan because I think they're kind of silly. You know, like all of a sudden you just break into the song in the middle of school, and look what you can't do. You know. No, I disagree. <laughs> I have done that my entire life. Thank you very much. And it's gotten me very far. <laughs> so our so you've had big musical numbers in your cafeteria at school. Pretty close, yes. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I grew up in a time when uh, you weren't allowed to do that. You do forget. Uh, I'm a band student. Yeah, but <laughs> right. I'll, I'll tell you what would have happened if, if we had done that. The principal or somebody would have yanked us off the table and you know, told us to settle down. Um, but I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm not a musical person, even though I have done musicals. And even though I, I do like the Adams Family musical, I don't can't imagine why. But anyway. Um, so our next movie is Deadpool 3, uh, directed by Sean Levy. Now, I, again, love going through the resumes of these directors because I find some really weird stuff. So he directed a good chunk of my childhood. Uh, with the Secret World of Alex Mack, Animorphs, and a uh, Disney show called So Weird. Um, also known for movies like Big Fat Liar, yes. Cheaper by the Dozen, Night at the Museum series. He also did Real Steel and Free Guys, as well as he's directed a few episodes of Stranger Things. Homie has depth and perspective. Now, you do know that Cheaper by the Dozen is a remake. Yes. Okay. I just I'm just making there, there's sure. actually there's I mean there's there, okay. So there's actually two remakes now. There's one that came out a couple years ago. He directed the one that came out in two thousand Martin one. Was the Steve Martin yeah. one? Yeah. Um so it stars Marina uh Marina Backburn's back as Vanessa. Uh mm -hmm. Brianna Hildebrand's back as Negasonic Teenage Warhead, although 
At this point, I don't think she's a teenager anymore. No, but she does a good job. She does a really good job. And Leslie Uggams is back as Blind Al. Oh, you know, the, the I love seeing older actors doing stuff like that. Yeah. Leslie Uggams has been around for a long time. Uh, who else does it start? Uh, we have Jennifer Garner as Electra. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah. So the, that's kind of cool. Ooh. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Well, I mean, like she played Electra in. Yeah, but it's it's it's, that, a, it's that whole multiverse thing. Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. Exactly. Um, um, yeah. Of course, we have Ryan Reynolds back as the Merc with a mouth himself, Deadpool. Okay, well, we knew that. And the star of the movie is Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Ryan You're forgetting Reynolds. someone. Who? Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so well, the whole thing that got us all excited in the first place. The real reason why we're seeing Deadpool 3. <laughs> well, we would see it regardless because of Ryan Reynolds. But when he did that that wonderful little teaser where it's like, hey, hey, you want to play Wolverine? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I thought we were watching awesome. it for Dogpool. Maybe uh, you are. <laughs> no, we're just hoping Dogpool is in it. Um, Wolverine joins the Merc with a mouth in the third installment of the Deadpool f- film franchise. That's all we know so far. One of my favorite things from the last, <laughs> the last Deadpool, they're subtle little things. Ryan Reynolds, of course, is Canadian. Yes. All hail the moose. And as he's going through the city, you see a cab. And on top of the cab, it says Alpha Flight, which is like the Marvel comic book series about Canadian superheroes. Yep. And I'm just like, oh, yes. And Listen, the- Disney, make me an Alpha Flight movie. And how Canadian are they? Well, they have a they have a uh, hero called Puck. <laughs> who's literally dressed like a Puck. He's a, he's a, he's a wee guy with listen, a black suit. Y- listen. Do it now while you can get Peter Dinklage to play Puck. Yeah. You know, I'd watch that. Yeah, I mean, like it's it just it. There's a richness in Alpha Flight that Disney just doesn't understand that they need to do. You know, like if they talk about diversity, you've got an indigenous person, right? Mm -hmm. You've got like all like it's just a rich, a richness to the Alpha Flight characters that I don't think they've they've really been able to kind of grab a hold of. Like North Star and Aurora, the twins, right? They, they're, they're fantastic. And I believe that North Star is one of the characters that is is gay. Yeah. You know, in, yeah. the, in, the, in the comic yeah. universe. So you have this diversity that you can build on. And if you go with the John Biner stories from the 1980s, when mm-hmm. Alpha Flight was first created, there is a really rich story there that you could tell that would be less boring than, you know, what we're getting now. Like, go with characters we haven't seen, and maybe we'll come back to the MCU. So that movie, uh, Deadpool 3, not Alpha Flight, <laughs> uh, releases in July, which July will be a good month for movies. Uh, our next movie, who wants to take this next movie? Because this is one we've been waiting for. I do. Of course you do. Go on. I've been waiting for this one since the 1980s. Beetlejuice 2, the Woo! juice is loose again. Yeah, directed by Tim Burton. And... Like we, 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 we know what yeah. he's done. We, yeah. we don't done. we don't need to go over his resume. Michael Keaton is back as the juice. Yes. Winona Ryder comes back as Lydia Dietz and Jenna Ortega as Astrid Dietz, Lydia's daughter. 
Uh, Catherine O'Hara is returning as Delia Dietz. Um, and a new addition, Willem Dafoe. Going to be a good year for him. Willem Dafoe uh, is coming back. Uh, well, he's not coming back. I, I think he's taking on the Luna character. Remember the... Um, the character that was the social worker. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. That I think sense. I think that's the the character that he's he's playing a ghost of some kind, but I would think that that's probably where that's going to go. Mm-hmm. And Monica Bellucci, who will be playing Beetlejuice's wife, hmm. the Juice got married. Oh my god! Didn't he get married in the last movie? No, well, he, he tried, tried to. to. Well, tried now, to. Now, now, now is that's the thing though. Is that was was that a sham marriage? Like, was he already married before that, or what? You know, yeah, because remember, she meant nothing to him. Yeah, yeah, like with Beetlejuice. Oh my god, I forgot about that. It could be anything, and you know, like I, Michael Keaton is just one of those actors that, uh, first of all, he's in the Tim Burton stable. Yeah, but it he he hasn't ever done anything bad that I can think of. Like I just watched him recently in a a guest spot that he had on Frasier. Where he played Lilith's brother, right? Uh, Blaine Sternin, who was like this con artist. And it was like hilarity ensued because everybody was like, you know, he was playing this con on Frasier again. Frasier was hip to it. But all of the, all of the other characters, Daphne, Niles, uh, Martin, were just like, no, no, he's changed. He's, uh, so Frasier winds up falling for it, which is, of course, the comedy of it. But Michael Keaton was spectacular. He was he was great as the vulture. He is Batman. Like he kind of kicked Adam West to the side and yeah. said, "No, no, I'm Batman." Nobody's played it better, in my opinion, since. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just he's a really well-known powerhouse of an actor, and he's just everything he delivers is done with such purpose. Like you can always like. I'm thinking of that that moment where he's trying to tell Vicky Vale he's Batman. Mm-hmm. And he sits there and goes, you know how a guy goes out and he wakes up in the morning and he yeah. eats his breakfast and like everything in that is measured. You know, so that's that's what I look at when I see Michael Keaton is that everything is measured. And when you let him kind of off the hook and he's going back to when he was becoming a huge star. And Beetlejuice is Michael Keaton off the hook. Yeah. And I I, mean, I, I, I haven't seen that in a while. And it, it'll be interesting to see him off the hook as an older... Well, I mean, Birdman, eh, a little bit. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see him completely off the wall, off the hook. Um, that'll be great. So this movie comes out in September. Um, it's time for my birthday! Uh, it comes yeah. out in between your birthday and my birthday. Woo! High five! Yeah. We know what we're doing. Yep. All right, so our next movie is Lisa Frankenstein. Uh, this, <laughs> this is this is based on a book. Um, okay. It's directed by Zelda Williams, the daughter of the late, great Robin Williams. Okay. Uh, yeah. Written by Di- Diablo Cody. Now, the reason I bring that up is uh, Diablo Cody... Um, she, she also wrote Jennifer's Body and Juno, which were kind of lambasted when they first came out. But have since, uh, with with a new generation, it's gone to second book. I don't care what anybody says. I like Jennifer's Body. Jennifer's Body was great. I sat there and I watched it in um, uh, an AMC theater in uh, Universal, Florida. Right, and there's these two girls, and it was it was so funny, you know, because they they were talking to the movie, and it's one of those ones where you sit there and go, you know, what? I'm gonna let them talk. 
Now, this was so many years ago, because I mean, obviously I'm seeing it in theaters, right? <laughs> and the one girl sits there and she goes, don't go in there. Do you not know that she just ate your homie? <laughs> and I just like, it cracked me up. And I, I, I do like Jennifer's body. I'm not fond of the actors that were in it. I think if they had maybe some different actors, it might've been a lot better, but it's, 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 it's good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good it's coming a gr- of age a story script. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I really want to see Diablo Cody succeed with this. Uh, this movie stars Catherine Newton, who we've recently seen in Freaky Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Uh, Cole Sprouse. We know who Cole Sprouse is. Jughead. Um, he's, he's, hey, you know what? You know what? I didn't watch that show, so leave me alone. You can, what, you can t- say the show. Go ahead. Zach and Cody. Yeah, there you go. Come on. Um, he's, uh, Jughead. <laughs> he's the creature. And Carlo Gugino, who I absolutely love, she's in it as a character called Janet. It's a coming-of-rage love story about a teenager and her crush, who happens to be a corpse. After a set of horrific circumstances bring him back to life, the two embark on a journey to find love, happiness, and a few missing body parts. I can't wait. And it, take, it takes place in the 80s. Good. And it, it's supposed to really, really uh, encapsulate that as well. You know, some of the things, like sometimes you want a movie to make you think, like Oppenheimer. Sometimes you want a movie that'll make you think, surprisingly, like Barbie. Yeah. And sometimes you want a movie that you don't have to think about a thing. And yeah. this is, to me, that movie, and I can't, I, I'm, I'm going to check that one out. And I, I'm, a bit, I'm not the biggest fan of rom-coms, but when it, in, when it involves a horror twist, I do love them. Yeah, like Warm Bodies was was cute. Oh, I I uh, I never saw Warm Bodies, but like um, uh, Life After Beth and Burying the X, uh, <laughs> those were hilarious. Uh, I love to well, watch those. Life After Beth had Aubrey Plaza as a, as a zombie girl. It was perfect casting. I've anyway, come, I've come around to Aubrey Plaza. I was I, not the I was not the biggest fan of hers, as you know, initially. But after seeing a bunch of other things that she's done, I've I've come around that I I, I quite like her. So that releases March 22nd. The next movie, uh, Ren, would you like to? Yes. The next one is Borderlands. So they're making up a Borderlands movie directed by Eli Roth, who usually doesn't go outside of the horror genre. Yeah, he's only done a couple of uh, movies outside of horror, like Death Wish, which was still a gory action flick. And for those who don't know, Borderlands is based off of a very popular video game series. I have a feeling it might still be gory. It, oh, yes, yeah. it is still. It's a very, like, apocalyptic sort of yeah. world. It's still going to be gory. I'm not going to be surprised if this thing doesn't have an R rating. Yeah. Stars Ariana Greenblatt as Tiny Tina. She was in Barbie, Ahsoka, and Avengers Endgame, which she would be the perfect Tiny Tina. Oh, that's going to be wonderful. Yeah, for- for a little bit of clarification, she played young Ahsoka and young Gamora in Ahsoka and Avengers mm-hmm. uh, Endgame, and one of the main characters in Barbie as well. Um, Jack Black as Claptrap. So Claptrap is a sassy little robot that goes around and just yells jokes, and basically, it, oh man, it's going to be great. Kate Blanchett as Lilith. Oh, there's some gravitas to you. So I'm pretty sure Lilith is the bad guy. Yeah. Um... Jamie Lee Curtis as Tannis. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. So that's going to be incredible. Um, very, they look very similar, even with just the video game. Yeah, there's a couple of that with, uh, like, yeah. Sorry, continue. 
Kevin Hart as Roland, who is like the main bad yeah. guy as well. Like he's, yeah, he's like the the skin pulled back on the face and stuff. Ew. And then Gina Gershon as Moxie. Okay. Which I just looked at pictures. I'm not sure. Moxie, I always thought was going to be younger. But I, I just looked at pictures of her in the Moxie outfit and the makeup. And she's going to look pretty good. I, I love Gina Gershon. Um, I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah. Uh, last, last thing I, saw, I think I saw her in was Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. But... Like, she looks like Moxie. Like, cool. she is perfect casting for that. So I cannot wait. My biggest question is, um, are they going to do it in the art style of the, the video game? The cell shading? The ce yeah, because, like, cosplayers do cell shading all the time. Like, yeah. I've found thousands of tutorials. I've yet to do it. But to do, like, I've seen cosplayers doing Tiny Tina... They do like where you draw the line down the nose and they block it out and they outline the bandage. And so there's kind of only one way to go with it. And I'm sorry if cosplayers can do it with their cheap budgets. Hollywood has no reason why they can't. Yeah, that's fair. That's um, fair. But it's a feature film based on the popular video game set in the abandoned fictional planet of Pandora, where people search for a mystic relic. And it releases in August. And I'm that's... very excited for well, it. I, Maybe a... I may have to do a, a big Borderlands stream. Yeah. Oh, Twitch. yeah. I, I can start. Yeah. I have Borderlands 3, but I'll start at the beginning and I'll go all the way through. We have to let Nick take this one because we know that he is oh. just Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Now, this is being directed by Gil Keenan. He directed Monster House, which I really, really loved. He directed City of Ember, which I, I know I watched. And he directed the Poltergeist remake, which oh. exists. So I'm a little skeptical, but whatever. It's it's still Jason Reitman that's, that's writing it, so I'm yeah. still hopeful. Um, Carrie Coon's back as, uh, as Callie, Callie Spangler. Annie Potts is back as Janine. McKenna Grace and Finn Wolfhard are back as, as uh, Phoebe and Trevor. Paul Rudd's back. Uh, the original boys are back as well. And also returning is William Atherton as Walter Peck. No. Hey. Yeah. But is it true? Oh, it's true. It is true. It is true. This man has no dick. <laughs> this, watching the trailer, this movie looks to have the same, same energy as the real Ghostbusters cartoon, which growing up on that, like literally growing up on that excites me in a in a whole other way that the last one didn't even touch. So I'm looking forward to it. Comes out March 29th. Um, yeah, that that's it. Well, like, when they discover an ancient artifact and unleashes an evil force, notice known as the the cold miser, uh, Ghostbusters new and old just joined forces to protect their home and save the world for. From a second ice age. Yeah. Like when it, I'm sorry, when I saw the trailer and that big baddie shows up, all I could hear was da 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 da. Uh, <laughs> honestly, we'll probably if they don't put that in the movie, I will be a little bit disappointed. Just somewhere. I, I, I I'm not as excited as you are, because I know that you love Ghostbusters, particularly from the cartoon, which I, I did. I watched the cartoon, I thought it was great. I wasn't that enamored, shall we say, with things that came after Ghostbusters 2. Mm -hmm. um, the afterlife was a bit slow in 
some parts. I liked the, the references. I liked sort of seeing the, the gang back in action. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that because they've already established the characters that we're going to get into something that's yeah. at least as good as Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. Uh, that releases March 29th, so I know I'll be doing that day. Um, <laughs> the next movie is Wicked. So based on the Broadway musical, yeah. uh, directed by John M. Chu. Now, he's interesting. Uh, he did In the Heights, Crazy Rich Asians, and G.I. Uh, Joe Retaliation. Well, not, not, that's kind of a mixed resume. There. Isn't it? Have you seen Crazy Rich Ag- Asians, though? I haven't. It's awesome. It's, it's, I don't know. It's fine. I've heard it's really good. And In good. the Heights is... Mwah. Uh, we have Cynthia Erivo as Elphaba. Uh, she played Harriet Tugman in Harriet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ariana Grande as Glinda. Yes. And Jeff Goldblum, now he's credited as the wizard, so I'm hoping that means that he's Oz, and that way I can give this movie 10 Jeff Goldblums out of 10, out of, uh, 10 Jeff Goldblums. Who else would the wizard be? Exactly. Have you seen Wicked? <laughs> or heard Wicked? No. Have you read the, the original book that the play is based on? I've not read the original book. But play is nothing like it, <laughs> let me tell you. So it's the story of how a green-skinned woman framed by the Wizard of Oz becomes the Wicked Witch of the West, the first of a two-part feature film adaptation of the Broadway musical. We have Spe- been waiting for this for so many years. I think we've been waiting for this too long um, in the fact that, I'm not going to say which one, but I kind of like, cast, yeah. because usually, usually what happened was this usually if something was a smash on broadway they did and they did a film adaptation of it it was usually the original actors yeah so like range. like wicked is like what 30 almost 30 years old mm-hmm. not quite because christian chenoweth in... was the original glinda and and indina menzel was came, the original came out when Alpha i was in Bob. middle school yeah, yeah. so like early 20, 20, 20 something, 20, yeah. yeah so it's one of those things where I'm just kind of like, well, why didn't you do it way back then? You know, when you could have had Indina Menzel, you could have had Kristen Chenoweth. I mean, it, I'm, it's been in the works for, for well, decades. Yeah. Now, and it just stuck in yeah. production. I'm not though. sure about the actress who's doing Elphaba, but the other, like, Ariana Grande is going to crush it. Well, she Linda. can sing. The girl can she sing. She's going to be amazing. Absolutely. It's uh, it's just you know Glinda is usually I mean maybe they'll make her blonde I don't know wigs are a thing. she yeah she's currently she's blonde currently blonde yeah. is she currently blonde yeah, yeah. Mm. okay yeah, yeah she she changes she changes her hair color like a wig as long as she's not looking donuts we're all right <laughs> oh my god I forgot about that all right so that's come out in November then we have Godzilla X Kong New Empire I don't know what to think about this honestly because here's the here's the thing the Godzilla movie was great. Kong Skull Island was great, especially when John Goodman gets swallowed by the monster. Uh, King of the Monsters was great. Godzilla vs. Kong, not great. It was certainly a movie. Uh, Adam Wingard is back to direct this one. Now, Adam Wingard, I do like. He did direct Godzilla vs. Kong, but he also directed Your Next, which is top-notch horror, horror, just wonderful. Uh, VHS 1 and 2, and Death Note, which was also kind of a popcorn fart. Which Death Note? The live-action one. The live-action American one. The American? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dan Stevens is in his trapper. Dan Stevens is a fantastic actor. I will... He can he can just do this all... all like, this movie will be on his back, basically. Uh, Rebecca Hall is Eileen Andrews. She was in Vicky Cristina Barcelona. 
uh, Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman and the BFG. I I couldn't really pick her out, but eh, whatever. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry as Bernie Hayes is back, uh, returning from Godzilla vs. Kong. The, plot's, the plot is under wraps, but the big guys appear to be back to fight more big guys. And this film is set to release in April. Yeah, which I, I'm really I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun, no matter what. It'll well, be fun. you know, you'd think so, but I have to say that uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, the first one they did, was not fun. It was beautiful to look at. It was well directed, but the script was garbage. Our next movie is Alien Romulus, which I am really looking for just based on the director alone. Fede Alvarez is directing it. Now, he did the remake of Evil Dead back in 2013. And he did Don't Breathe. And if he brings even 1% of the energy from Don't Breathe to this movie, this will be a fantastic alien movie. Um, it stars a bunch of younger people. Uh, that, like some of them, like I know Isabella Marquette from certain things, like she was in Transformers last night. Um, she was in Dora and the Lost City of Gold. She played Dora. And she's in the upcoming Madam Web. But like Kaylee Spaney. Uh, she was in Priscilla. She played Priscilla. Uh, she was in Bad Time at El, El Royale, Pacific Rim Uprising. I'm not overly familiar with her. Uh, same with David Johnson, who was in Industry and Deep Space, which I, I haven't seen neither of those. So it'll be interesting with a younger cast. And I think that's the right, like a, a younger unknown cast. I think that's the right way to go for this film. I, I never know what to say about these kind of things, because as I've, I've said before in, in previous podcast episodes that we've done, it's like you're going to these properties again. Like, how many times I, can I see the aliens do the alien things? Fetty Alvarez, great director. I enjoyed Don't Breathe very much. The Evil Dead remake was very visceral. Um, but I, I don't know what new they're bringing to it. So, and this, this okay. This is the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause with it. The, the plot is young people from a distant world must face the, the most terrifying life form in the universe. Okay. That, to me, sounds like they're making it into a slasher film. Right. Which, again, if they bring the energy from Don't Breathe to this film, fantastic. Yeah, and that's getting back to the original Alien with Ridley Scott. Yeah. Well, and, and again, that that's the thing, right? Like, having a essentially no-name cast, I think, is really going to help this. Yeah. Because if they have some, like, having somebody that you know might take you out of a little bit, but having people who you don't know... And being yeah. in that scary situation with somebody you don't know yeah. is a whole other ride. Because what was really great about the first Alien by Ridley Scott was the fact that, again, back in the day, you didn't know who was going to survive and who wasn't going to survive. You didn't have that trope of the final girl. Yeah. And so you have the star of the show, which is Tom Skerritt, and they did the unthinkable. The star of the show gets killed about yeah. halfway through. Yeah, about through. halfway through, yeah. About halfway through, and then you're just like, oh, and you, you see that whole idea, again, where the authority figure is taken out, so now chaos can reign, right? Yeah. And so when that authority figure is taken out, the leader's taken out, and the rest of them are like, well, now what do we do? You know, because we don't know, and then somebody has to step up. Mm -hmm. So if they go that route, I think that this could be a really great piece. Yeah, yeah. I I'm looking forward to it. It'll probably be better than some of the stuff they've done with Alien in the past. Yeah, decades, yeah, but I have to say, though, I have to say with those alien movies that they did sort of most recently, David, played by Michael Fassbender, was actually a better villain than the aliens. Yeah. And and, yeah. The, and that one movie, uh, I forget the title of it, but it was the, the last one that they did, where he was like playing the Covenant. two Davids. Yeah. 
You know, like that was, it, that is a lesson in acting watching that. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what happens with it, mm -hmm. but I still fall back to give me something new. I understand that. Yeah. Um, speaking of something new, uh, <laughs> no, uh, I'll be quick with this one just cause it is an animated film and I'm not sure where they're going with it, but I just, it's Transformers. So Transformers one particularly is the title Yeah, directed by Josh Cooley who directed Toy Story four. We have Chris Hemsworth as Optimus Prime. Really? We have Scarlett Johansson, though she's um, she's listed as Alita, but the character is normally Alita 1, so I don't know if that's just a typo or whatever. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key is Bumblebee. Lawrence Fishburne is Alpha Trion, which is uh, that's good casting. Uh, and Brian Tyree Henry is Megatron, who we saw earlier in the Godzilla That movie. is fantastic casting. Um, it's interesting that they have Chris Hemsworth and... Uh, well, it's it's supposed to be them when they're younger. This is the uh, origin story of Optimus Prime and Megatron, and it focuses on their friendship and how they split apart. And didn't, uh, didn't the voice actor retire? No, no, he's no. not retired. He's still uh, doing work. Um, that's Peter Cullen. He's amazing. Uh, just won an award. Uh, expected <laughs> to release in September. I'm looking forward to it just because it's Transformers. So it's an origin story. Yeah. Home of both the Autobots and the Decepticons. Cybertron. Well, you know, Transformers has never gone away. I know it's one of your favorite properties. Um, I, I think it's it's a smart choice going with an animated version. Uh, well, if they're gonna, I mean, if they're gonna have it on Cybertron, then that that that's the only thing they can really do. Yeah, and I I, I like Chris Hemsworth. I yeah. it'd be interesting to see what he does in terms of a voice for Optimus Prime. Honestly, yeah, because he can do voice. Yeah, um, I mean, look at that cast. That is a good. It cast. is a good cast. It is a really good cast. Uh, so speaking of uh, like actually something new, If is releasing May twenty fourth. Now, If is about well, If I F stands for imaginary friends. It's about a girl who isn't who's talking to her imaginary friends, and there's a whole adventure involved there. But it's directed by John Krasinski, who did A Quiet Day. Um, stars Ryan Reynolds as the man up the stairs. It stars Kelly Fleming as B, who she was in. She played Judith in The Walking Dead. Uh, mm. She was in Rise of Skywalker, right, Young Ray, right. Creepshow, Loki, all that stuff. Um, has the voices of Steve Carell, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Sam Rockwell, and Aquafina. She is I, doing a lot of voice work. I know, right? <laughs> um, it comes out May twenty fourth. I'm looking forward to this. The trailer mm. looked so good. What is the genre? It, it's like it seems like a family comedy more than anything. Because it's interesting that they have two movies coming out. There's another one called Imaginary, which looks like it's a straight up horror. That one, movie. yeah, that one is a horror film. Yeah, you know, supernatural. So I mean, uh, uh, kind of the same subject matter. Yeah. Um, it looks great. Well, it's a good cast. It, I mean. it is a good cast. It looks like it looks. Very I don't know touching. much about this one, so yeah. I, I would have to. I'll shoot you the trailer. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to have a good look at it. I, for one, welcome back, Foster's Imaginary Friends. Well, <laughs> <laughs> as I said, that comes out May 24th. And finally, one that I'm looking forward to, um, also is releasing May 24th, so it'll be an interesting battle, Furiosa, a Mad Max saga. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm a little curious about this one because um, Charlize Theron played Furiosa in Mad Max Fury Road. Mm -hmm. And they were always going to talk about this. So I thought that what was going to happen was that there were going to be Furiosa movies starring Charlize Theron. That's what I thought as well. But they brought this back to a prequel. 
Yes. Starring Anya Taylor-Joy as Furiosa. Who is an absolute superstar. And Chris Hemsworth with his prosthetic nose as Dementus. Have you seen this trailer? Have you seen him in this? I have. He's not really recognizable. No. He, like, he looks... He looks completely different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And you know what? Good for him because, um, you know, he sort of made his career on these pretty boy, frat boy kind of things. You know, like if you look at him in Ghostbusters, answer the call. Kevin is just the stupidest thing, but he's pretty to look at. Yeah. If you look at him in Thor, you know, it's like this to me is a great departure for him. Yeah. It's still within that genre that we know him for. But it's a great departure in the fact that if this winds up being anywhere near as good as Fury Road, but Mad Max isn't in it. The character of Mad Max yeah, is not that, in it. That, and, you know, this is the thing that bugs me, right? Like, um, I understand branding, but we know who Furiosa is. They didn't have to add in a Mad Max saga. Well, you have to understand that Hollywood believes we're stupid. I know, I know. I look at Enemy Mine as that as that. Uh, and I think that example uh, uh, without. Hopefully, I'm not insulting anybody when I say this. They do that marketing because they want to go to the lowest common denominator where somebody might not recognize. Yeah, no, that's that it's, fair. That's fair. It's that. So it's. Uh, but, you know, look, the actors in it are good. George Miller has. Um, has some good credit to his directing. George, okay, so George Miller, I, I put Babe and Babe Pig in the City in his credits here as a joke. George Miller directed all the other Mad Max movies. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I, I, I love the Mad Max series as a whole. I can't think of one that's bad, honestly. No, no, absolutely not. And and it's been around since when did the first Mad Max come out? Like the early, early 80s? Early 80s, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, just, it's really kind of a phenomenal property that has continued on yeah and you know i have not seen anya taylor joy give a bad performance ever no even in new mutant she was great in new mutants and that movie was not great um i'm i want to see it uh that uh, fury road is still one of the prettiest action films i've ever seen in my life it's an opera yeah, it is, and it this is, is this is going to be ju- I, i'm sure this will be just as good like i remember watching it with tim and chrissy and it was a theater over in London, and it was just this magical thing that just drew me right in. And I was so absorbed with it that I sat there, and there was that moment where you go, oh, we're in the third act already. Yeah. And I'm looking at my watch going, holy, that went by quick. And the thing of it is, it's not like it's, it's not like the movie itself is short. It's just that you were so absorbed and engrossed in it. And I will forever, Tim and I will forever cherish the guy with the flaming guitar in the red pajamas on a bungee that cord. Is amazing. It's just that image is so rock and roll. That's and metal as hell. Yeah, it's just, I want this movie to be as good as that one. Honestly, I want to scene where we have some young guy plucking away a guitar in the background, just just plucking away, learning the guitar. Does, they don't have to reference it in any other way, just that. 
Uh, you know, the, but here's kind of the problem with going with prequels all the time. Yeah, I know. Is I know. that we already know the story, so we know the end of it. Yeah. So how does she? How do they make it so that she is? I mean, like, is it going to be a sad ending because she's going to then be captured by these people, and she's going, and then we're going to meet where she is in Fury Road? Like, Probably, yeah. Like, okay, here's the thing. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of prequels. I prefer to see the the story continue as opposed to see the story just come to a predetermined endpoint. But again, George Miller, I have faith in him. It's going to kick ass. Right. Again, coming out against if <laughs> on May and 24th. A few other movies. On right. May 24th. So this is everything confirmed to release. Well, this is all the movies that we've talked about are confirmed for release this year. Yeah, obviously. I mean, there's going to be other movies that are going to come out, right? But yeah. We don't necessarily have confirmation. Now, one other thing we do want to talk about that's coming out this year, not a movie, but it it looks it looks so good. Um, they released some stills and stuff over the over our Christmas break, and it just looks fantastic. Avatar: The Last Airbender, uh, live action series coming to Netflix this year. Oh. Um, now we have to talk about because the original cartoon is a show that's so near and dear to the younger millennials and elder Gen Zers. Like even me, I love this show. The, the like the original cartoon. It is beyond exciting to see a live action property come to fruition. Well. <laughs> But to see it follow closely to the, like to the source material is even <laughs> you, better. Like, you you had was, a live action property coming. It was not good. Um, but just every <laughs> like everything we've seen so far, it looks like the cartoon come to life. It looks brilliant. Well, aliens, that is all the time that we have for this episode of Area Fifty One and a Half. Nick, reminder, aliens, how they can get a hold of us. Well, they can find us on social media. That is Instagram, TikTok, and Threads at the Area Fifty One H. You can search for us on YouTube and Facebook by searching for Area 51 and a half. And of course, don't forget to check out our Patreon. And don't forget to look forward to that unboxing video of my major award from Tweeterhead. That's from gonna be Tweeterhead. That's and gonna in be two weeks' time, we're going to talk about uh, Tweeterhead and we're going to talk about Wonder Woman. There's a little clue for you there, guys. But anyway, for Spooky Uncle John and Snyder Man 501 Nick Snyder. Hi, Lily, the Techno Mage. Thank you for joining us on the landing pad, and we'll see you in two weeks.